Welcome, listeners, into another episode of In the Fog of Justice. Timothy Crychear, the gruesome murders of a Heartland serial killer. Deborah Shepard was a beautiful, friendly college student at Southern Illinois University, SIU, in 1982, when serial killer Timothy Wayne Crychear snuffed out her life. On April 8, 1982, a friend found the 23-year-old Deborah's nude body inside her apartment in Carbondale, Illinois. Both Deborah and Crychear were SIU students, and though police did not have any evidence that they knew each other, they would later surmise that he had sexually assaulted Deborah and then strangled her. Deborah grew up in suburban Olympia Fields, Illinois. She was a marketing major at SIU and just two weeks away from graduating. For 25 years, Deborah's family did not know who killed their daughter, but because of advances in DNA technology, in December 2007, they were finally able to name Timothy Crychear. He picked easy targets, retired police officer Paul Eccles told A&E True Crime. Eccles worked for the Carbondale Police Department and helped solve the case, and he is the author of In Cold Pursuit, My Hunt for Timothy Crychear, the Notorious Serial Killer. In December 1981, Crychear graduated from SIU with a degree in administrative justice and worked for an ambulance company in Carbondale. He watched Deborah through a window of her first floor apartment. When her male roommate left the home, he entered the apartment while she showered. Kreitzier baffled investigators because he randomly chose his victims and attacked them in different geographic locations. Timothy Kreitzier did not fit the profile of a serial killer, according to criminal psychologists. He lacked predictability, his victims' ages ranged from 21 to 65. Some were alone, some had children, some were black, and some were white. All were unlucky. Kreitzer's arrest went back to the 1960s for sexual deviancy. Investigators believe he was motivated by sexual desires that first led him to rape, then murder. He would go to different communities and scope out grocery store parking lots and other department stores for women. If he saw someone he liked, he would follow them to their house and park nearby, but never act out in the moment. He would note the address, and then in a week or so, return to the location. Investigators believe Crychear's first victims were 27-year-old Brenda Parsh and her 58-year-old mother on August 12, 1977. Brenda had flown home to Cape Girardeau, Missouri, to help her mother while her father was hospitalized. Police found the women's nude bodies lying next to each other with their hands bound behind their backs. Kreitzer had been hunting Mary Parsh, who he thought lived alone. He was surprised to see two women arrive home that day. He raped Brenda, shot them both, and then left to attend a friend's bachelor party. He committed murder one day and the next. He was a smiling groomsman at a friend's wedding. Kreitzer went on to murder seven more women over the following five years. In November 1977, Sheila Ellen Cole, a 21-year-old Southeast Missouri State University, CMO co-ed, was found at a rest stop on Illinois Route 3, just south of McClure. Her vehicle was located in a Cape Girardeau Walmart parking lot. Police said Sheila had been shot at close range with a 38 caliber revolver inside a women's bathroom. She was first shot in the head, and the bullet lodged in the bathroom wall. After Sheila slumped over, she was shot again in the back of the head. The night Sheila was murdered, 
She had told friends she was going to Walmart to go shopping. It did not appear that Sheila had been raped and her clothing was not disheveled. Kreisier went on to murder Virginia Lee Witt in May 1978, Joyce Tharp in March 1979, Myrtle Rupp in April 1979, Marjorie Margie Call in January 1982, Deborah Shepard in April 1982, and Mildred Wallace in June 1982. The pauses between murders line up with the time Kreitzier spent in prison for sex crimes in Illinois and Pennsylvania. One involved a 13-year-old girl. When investigators linked Kreitzier with Deborah's murder in 2007, he was incarcerated in Illinois for a previous sexual assault charge. Ida White, 72, lived in an apartment across the street from the post office in Mount Vernon, Illinois. She was getting ready to take a shower when a man entered her bathroom. When White entered the bathroom and pulled back the shower curtain, the man repeatedly stabbed her. Barney Bates, a neighbor, heard the woman's screams and pushed open the door that connected his apartment to hers. Bates told police that the perpetrator got out through a bathroom window, a tactic that would have required stepping on a toilet and sliding out a window five feet above. Bates described the assailant as a black male with a ruddy face and facial hair. The Mount Vernon police rapidly focused their attention, 46-year-old man Grover Thompson, because he had been sleeping in the post office shortly before the attack, finding himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Police brought Bates to the police station for a lineup. Even though Thompson was the only person in the group, it took Bates 15 minutes to be sure who he was. Thompson's clothes didn't fit the description of what the attacker was described as wearing. Police had found a pocket knife with what appeared to be a speck of blood on the blade. Thompson was wearing socks and no shoes. He explained that he had been hit by a car earlier in the year and the accident left him with one leg shorter than the other. Wearing shoes caused him pain, so he didn't wear any. Before trial, police sent items to the Illinois State Police Crime Lab for testing, including a screen the perpetrator removed to gain entry, the seat from the toilet that had a fabric impression, as well as Thompson's knife, socks, and a red and gray shirt found in his bag. No blood was found on Thompson or the clothes he was wearing, including the clothing in his bag. No fingerprints were found on the screen. Despite the lack of evidence, Thompson was wrongfully convicted of attempted murder in 1981 and sentenced to 40 years in prison. Nearly 15 years later, on June 28, 1996, Thompson died in Menard Correctional Center. In August 2007, Kreitzer was identified by DNA for the 1982 murder of Deborah Shepard. Prosecutors offered not to seek the death penalty if Kreitzer would agree to confess to his other crimes. Ultimately, he confessed to four Cape Girardeau murders and three murders outside the city. Additionally, he confessed to crimes in Illinois and Missouri, and he also confessed to crimes in Kentucky and Pennsylvania. Kreitzer's reign of terror lasted for four decades. One of the crimes he confessed to was an attempted sexual assault in Mount Vernon, about 60 miles from Carbondale. He detailed his attack on Ida White. In January 2019, Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner, with the help of the Innocence Project, granted Thompson a posthumous exoneration. Timothy Wayne Kreitzer was born Timothy Wayne McBride on November 28, 1944, to Charles McBride and Fern Yost. 
When he was about a year old, his father abandoned the family. In 1949 or 1950, Joost met Bernie Kreitzer and married him. Kreitzer was involved in deviant behavior early in life. He was charged with petty theft at age six when he stole a bicycle, then engaged in voyeurism and exposed himself at age 13 in 1958. Kreitzer was legally adopted by Bernie Kreitzer in 1953. By the age of 10 years old, Kreitzer developed a sexual and emotional obsession with his mother. In 1962, at 17 years old, Kreitzer enlisted in the United States Navy and went through basic training in Great Lakes, Illinois. After 14 months, he would be dishonorably discharged because of a sexual assault arrest. When he was 18, Kreitzer married Barbara Jean Koss, who was pregnant at the time. That year, he committed his first known rape, violently attacking a woman with scissors in Waukegan, Illinois. In the years following, he continued his criminal acts and raped another woman in North Chicago. Kreitzer received a sentence of 25 to 50 years for several rapes and assaults, but only served 13 years. In May 1963, his wife gave birth to his daughter Charlotte while he was in prison. His daughter never met her father. Barbara and Kreitzer separated in 1965. By 1969, he was transferred to Menard Correctional Facility. He was later moved to Vienna Correctional Facility in 1972, where he worked as an emergency medical technician inmate. In 1974, Kreitzer earned an associate degree from Shawnee Community College. Kreitzer was released from prison in 1976 and moved to Carbondale, Illinois, to begin studying at SIU of Carbondale. There, he earned a bachelor's degree in the administration of justice with a minor in psychology. With his degree, he found a job at the Jackson County Ambulance Service as an ambulance driver. His crimes appeared to escalate, though experts don't believe he had committed a murder yet. Angel Ambrose survived being attacked by Kreitzer. She was 11 years old when he attacked her between 1977 and 1979. He was eventually arrested for the molestation of Ambrose, but when his EMT friends heard, they believed he was innocent when he explained the situation. They bailed him out of jail, and he soon attacked more women. In August 2007, Kreitzer was connected to a murder with DNA evidence left at the crime scene. At the time of his crimes, DNA testing was not available, but on December 10, 2007, Kreitzer was sentenced to 40 years in prison for the killing of SIU student Deborah Shepard. He was additionally charged with five counts of murder and three counts of rape of women from 1977 to 1982 in the Cape Girardeau area. On January 8, 2008, Kreitzer pleaded guilty and was sentenced to another 40-year term for the murder of Virginia Lee Witt of Marion, Illinois. Three months later, on April 4, 2008, he pleaded guilty to the murders of five women in Cape Girardeau, seven rapes, and one robbery. He was sentenced to an additional 13 consecutive life terms. The victim's families agreed to the plea bargain, sparing Kreitzer's life. At his sentencing, I don't know if I could have been so generous if I were in the same situation, stated Kreitzer. Thank you for sparing my life. Today, Timothy Kreitzer is at Pontiac Correctional Center in Pontiac, Illinois, as inmate C96201. The maximum security prison sits on a 37-acre site enclosed by fencing. 
At 76 years old, Kreitcher will spend the rest of his life there. Thank you for tuning in to Fog of Justice. What are your thoughts on this episode? <laughs>